Hello and welcome back to the BenHeck.com podcast. I'm your host, Ben Heck. I'm Jones. And I'm Parker. Today's episode, uh, Jones was a bit sick, so this is a little later than we wanted, but uh, we're going to talk about Star Wars and Disney, of course. So um, we're going to talk about Disney Plus, the new service, which we've all had for probably about two months now, or, well, I, I bought it. Yeah, I had, I had for about a week after the Mandalorian came out, till now. I've poached it from someone else, so... Yeah, I'm thinking I'm probably going to cancel for the for the time being now. But we're going to talk about that, and then we're going to talk about the Mandalorian show. Then we're going to talk about the end of the Skywalker saga, because apparently these new movies had so much to do with Skywalkers, apparently. And then finally, sure. uh, we'll talk about... Uh, Jones wanted to talk about, you know, if the prequels will be looked upon with more favor in the future. Yeah. All right. Jar Jar is everybody's hero. And and uh, to that end, I rewatched uh, Attack of the Clones on Disney Plus last week. I think I picked that one because, for me, I was trying to decide if I thought Rise of Skywalker was the worst Star Wars movie. So, and I so thought then I... you picked the worst prequel movie too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that, just for you know comparison. So uh, yeah, those are our topics. So hopefully we don't go too long on time. Ha ha ha! Like Firestorm. Firestorm. You, oh, I mean, the, like Howie Long? Yeah, like this summer, go along. <laughs> <laughs> uh, isn't he like a NFL commentator now? Yeah, like he was a football player, and then he tried to act for a little bit, and yeah, now he just, I think he's one of the talking heads on right. NFL. Okay. So. Uh, so, Disney Plus, it sounds like we've all tried it. Yes. It's a streaming service. Yeah, and it only works on Samsung TVs that are 2016 or newer, so I was out of luck. At least in my wow. living room. Yeah, it's kind of lame. Apparently Samsung doesn't, it's not based on Android or or web. They have their own operating system, which is why if they <clears> don't make... OS? Yeah, uh, I mean, like if they, if they don't make the app, it doesn't happen. It's not as universal or something. Oh, uh, okay. Good to know. Yeah, yeah. So I, I had to like use my Xbox, unfortunately. So. <laughs> had, to, had to dust it off. Yeah, and... Like first world problem right there. Yeah, it's uh, like, oh, where's my controller? Right. Oh no, no. I, I bought I bought a special remote just for Ooh. the Xbox because you know Batman. I had Batman Day. Oh, that's right. Um, but uh, I mean, it, dis it seems like Disney Plus works all right. I mean, you know, the menus work. Yeah, it's fine. It's better than Amazon. Movie, was it Prime Video? Yeah, I can't find anything on Amazon Prime Video. That is the worst streaming it, service. I hear there's actually stuff on there, but I rarely ever look. It's got good stuff. Yeah, like I'd say their movie type content is probably better than Netflix. You know, like as far as like recent stuff that you might actually want to watch. Um, yeah, that's true. But uh, but good luck finding it. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't have a, too much trouble finding stuff on there, so I don't know. Oh. But, I mean, I use the app on my TV. I don't know if it's different than uh, what some of the other ones are. but I just use the website. Oh. On... Yeah, yeah, that thing's awful. That might be rough, yeah. <laughs> it, it works on my TV. It works fine. I would say probably the shittiest big one is Hulu. Its interface is junk. Yeah, I'm not 
I need to cancel Hulu. I haven't used it in months now. I've I've been using it a lot lately because there's some shows I wanted to get through. But yes, the interface is pretty rough. I think the last thing I watched on there at all was like Brooklyn Nine Nine, which ah. is a fun show. I know, like with Disney Plus, something like they've fixed it since, but like it launched. The thing that blew my mind that they didn't have was that if you like stopped a movie like part way in, you know, and then tried to pick it up later, they didn't have that functionality there. Like the movie would start from the beginning again. I they believe add, now it add, has resumed, right? Yeah, they added it like within I think like a few weeks, but I noticed like day one I was like wait, what the hell? Why is it starting over again? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, there's no resume functionality on this thing. <laughs> yeah, well, at least they fixed it. Yeah, so I think the thing that's, yeah, most interesting with, you know, because everybody's like, oh, this is the Netflix killer, which didn't really ever think that, but it, but it's like, if you look at Disney Plus and look at the content on there, it's like, there's, I mean, it's like, yeah, there's stuff on there, but it's like, if you're a Disney fan or a Marvel fan or whatever, it's like, you already, like, own all this stuff. There's not much beyond Mandalorian for, like, new content to really mm -hmm. compel you to stay subscribed to their service. Like, I think they've got a pretty big problem there, actually. Didn't, I read that they were moving up the WandaVision show so it would release sooner, probably for that reason. Yeah, it was supposed to be 2021 originally, but now it's going to come out this year. Because so. the Vision, yeah, it's those two characters from Marvel, you know, the Vision and uh, the uh, nope. Scarlet, the, Scarlet Widow or whatever the, her name, Scarlet Scarlet Witch, the Olsen sister who eats sandwiches. She's the the one, you know, she's she's the one who can like shoot red balls of power in Avengers. It yeah. sounds like I can safely cancel my Disney Plus account. Well, you yes. at least wait until Mandalorian comes back. I, I thought Mandalorian, it's not the greatest thing ever, but it was, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's like I've seen a bunch of that online where a bunch, you know, people are basically saying, well, if I'm canceling till next fall now because, you know, Mandalorian's done and you look at what's on there, there isn't any new stuff coming out to compel people to stay subscribed right now. Yeah, I think so. maybe I think if you have kids, you know, kids will just watch anything Disney over and over and over. It might be handy, but again, yeah. a lot of those people already have the discs. But like, yeah, yeah, there's, I mean, there's not, yeah, there's there needs to be more shows that cater to adults, I guess, um, like Mandalorian. Yeah, because that's the thing. Yeah, Mandalorian kind of caters to pretty much everybody, you know, and so like mm -hmm. it. Uh, Whereas a lot of the other stuff, it's like, yeah, it's kid-oriented. Like, I, I've watched that Jeff Goldblum show on there where, like, he hits a topic, you know, like, whatever it is, like, sneakers one week, video games or something, and he kind of delves into it. That show is, like, fun to watch, but that's certainly not a show that's going to make you subscribe to the service. You know, it's kind of like, oh, that's there. I guess I'll watch it. It's a thing. Yeah, I... you know. And it, it, it might be fun to, like, watch all the Simpsons over again, but apparently they're in the wrong aspect ratio at the moment. And aren't a bunch of them in, like, the wrong order? Or have they fixed that now? I, I don't know about that, but I guess it wouldn't surprise me. Because there's certain I mean, series that, yeah, they're, like, on there, but they're out of order. <laughs> I, I, I saw Does that, that really matter for the Simpsons, though? No, not really. Might, it might not for that show, yeah. 
the, they're, well, you know, it's a very visual show, obviously, but I saw an example online or Reddit or Twitter or something where they, there was an episode with the Duff Beer Factory, and since they cropped it to be 16 by 9, even though the show was like 4 or 3 for like the first 20 years, you missed the joke of all the same, all, all the different kinds of beer coming from the same line. You know, like, so yeah, sometimes gags are missing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, I was talking about the show's out of order, not the cropping. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But this, yeah, they've yeah, I've seen bad. yeah, I've seen a few things where they've shown examples like that online where yeah, like basically the whole joke is lost because it's like cut out of the frame. And uh Right. Yeah. So I was, I, I, I apparently they're going to fix that. Uh well, I guess next year is this year, but um I wouldn't bother watching it until they do. It just it just seems wrong. Even though it, it, like when I was watching Always Sunny on Hulu. It is weird to watch an older four three low def show on a t- <laughs> modern TV, but that is the way it was filmed. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm probably, uh, yeah, I'll probably cancel. I think I, it doesn't renew for no, another couple of weeks. I might watch some more Star Wars movies, but yeah, I mean, I don't want to watch. Uh, what was that movie with? Uh, oh, Anna Kendrick is Noel. I mean, I don't give a crap. Yeah, it's and then they had what was it the live action Lady and the Tramp or something was on there at launch I think it was and yeah uh, and just, yeah and you know it's like oh I could watch the TV shows I watched when I was a kid but like I sp- I'm sure if you watch Ducktales now the animation quality would probably be appalling probably yeah so well and that's the thing like you know people shit on Netflix a lot you know like oh look at all this junk they put out but it's like the thing is. Every week, there's, like, a bunch of new content on Netflix, and it's, like, right. maybe it's not something I want, but I guarantee you there's a whole bunch of people out there that will watch it, and then, you know, they throw enough shit at the wall, something's going to show up where I'm going to be like, oh, that looks interesting, and I'm going to watch it, where, like, yeah. Disney's, like, a trickle feed of things coming out, you know? Yeah, D- Disney Plus made me think that about Netflix as well. Cause then I went on Netflix cause I was thinking about canceling Netflix and I rarely watched it, but then I'm like, Oh, that Witcher show, I'll watch that. And then lost in space is okay. So yeah, it actually seems like there's a few things on Netflix that I might want to watch for a change. Yeah. I actually just started watching that Witcher show today. I watched the first couple episodes. It's pretty good so far. Yeah. Once it gets to episode four, it becomes a lot less confusing and more straightforward. So definitely hang in there. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm liking it so far. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, got. It's got like you know what's his face is like. Bleh. He's like one of those bleh protagonists, which is kind of that's well, always fun. Yeah, Henry Cavill and. Yep. Oh. Well, Jones, I'm sure you liked how Mandalorian was basically the man with no name in space. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, like right from the first episode or two, it's like, oh, okay, it's basically a Star Wars western, but mm. yeah, like Eastwood esque. So. Yeah, and that, that's something that I liked about it. I mean, you know, some of the episodes seem kind of like filler, but and I've said this before, but the modern Star Wars movies only draw from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And so they're very inbred in a way. There's really nothing new. Whereas with Mandalorian, you're like, oh, here's Seven Samurai in a Star Wars uh, setting. Yep. Here's uh, <laughs> a bounty hunter story in a Star Wars setting. Here's Die Hard in a Star Wars setting. Here's and a heist in a Star Wars thing. Yeah, yeah. Here's Ocean's John, 11. <laughs> here's John. Yeah, John Wick is in there, you know, like in one episode, basically. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's... I guess we can segue into that, so... 
Um, one thing I liked about it, I really like the the Nick Nolte little alien guy who says, "I have spoken." I'm, I guess he's yes. dead now, though, unfortunately. Yeah, that sucked that he died, Quill. Yeah, because I don't know. It was weird. It was like really, you just don't see characters like that in the movies. It was like this kind of like old, wise, down to earth person, and he has like a strong like moral core, and he helps guide the hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a nice character, and he was, and he was willing to, like you know, he has a really good moral core, but he's willing to bend some rules that's against his. To, for the betterment of down the road too, like he's not. Most characters in in modern movies stuff are very short sighted, and they're like, what they're doing. But his whole thing of like, I'm going to help you, Mando, to like take out these guys that are are messing up the whole planet, right? Yep. Yeah, it's more the long game. Yeah. So. And it's very it's very much like oh you know here's a town and it's got an evil sheriff or an evil robber baron and then the lone gunman comes in and he talks to like you know the sheriff or the preacher and then he's like I'll help and, and he finds just... some yeah and he finds somebody to team up with or whatever you know because they can find common ground and whatnot you know and it's a what I like about it is just that it's small. You know, like, it's just like, here's this, like, yeah, it's this little town. I mean, yeah, he bops around to some other planets while he's, like, trying to hide out and whatever. But, I mean, it's like, it's just kind of like, here's this little town and some shit going on around it most of the time. Like, it's just small. It's not like this massive galactic conflict shit, you know, and it's just a little quarter of the Star Wars universe that's being explored, and that's pretty cool. And I liked how it had, like, moments of stillness, so to speak, like... I think it was in the second episode where he's like walking down that gully or that trench, you remember? And like there's things jumping all around him, and then he like unclips the thing from his pistol belt. It's just like it's very like calm, you know? Yeah. yeah. As opposed to like ADHD Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, oh, yeah, probably... there's no jump cuts or anything. Like even when there's a lot of action on the screen, like in the second episode where he's climbing the stand, the, the sand crawler, like. The camera is just pulled back, and it's just Mando, like, climbing up on it as, yeah. as shit is happening around him. And it's, like, not cut or anything. just, like, that's, like, a 30 or 45-second shot, but, like, it feels more real. And it's nice that he's always getting his ass kicked because it shows yep. he, has, he has vulnerability, and, you know, he, he, he does need help. Even though he's tough, he's not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And it's ended very strongly. That that was a great final episode. Yeah, just like tonally, I liked that, you know, it had some kind of serious stuff in there, but then it was always having a bit of levity, and it just, it didn't take itself too seriously. You know, it was just telling like a good, solid story. And each movie's like its own little adventure, but then, you know, there's this overall arc going on. I think it showed like how much something like Star Wars can benefit from being in, like, a TV show format where, like, you guys are talking about, like, there's a bit more, there's, like, moments of stillness or letting things breathe a bit. And so, like, in this show, you know, they can take the time to do that because they've got, you know, eight 35, 40-minute episodes to tell the story in, and they're not trying to tell this massive story with shitloads of characters and whatnot. <clears throat> some I of the it episodes benefited a lot from that. Some of the episodes are short, but I don't know if they necessarily feel short, or you just expect everything to be like forty-five minutes. But maybe that's not a bad thing. It's like, well, 
here's how much time you need to tell this particular story. Instead yeah. of trying to like make it fit, you know, an hour. That was every actually time. one of my only big complaints is those there's a couple episodes that are short time wise. Mm-hmm. And those episodes do feel short and they rush some spots. Well, but I think it's Whereas- Longer episodes, they take time for those those spots to develop a little more and breathe more. Whereas, to me, it feels like, oh, this is because of budget cuts or, like, limiting budget. Well, I'm sure it was an expensive, it felt like to expensive me. show. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, we look at it this way. I mean, it's like, oh, man, this is pretty good. I wish it was longer as opposed to, <laughs> you know, when I was watching <laughs> Rise of Skywalk, I watched it at uh, the, what's it called, the Netflix Brew House? You ever been there, Jones? It's pretty cool. I haven't made it there yet, but someday. It's a pre- well, it's a really good ripoff of Alamo Draft House. Okay. Anyway, they bring you your check at the 40 minutes to go mark. And so <laughs> they brought me the check and I'm like, "Oh, good. There's only there's only 40 more minutes of this." <laughs> I mean, well, I know I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. <laughs> I, for me it was just kind of tedious and <laughs> and long. I didn't like it was like yeah, Star you- Trek into darkness or anything, but yeah, you're like good. Oh, in like 40 minutes, I can take a piss. That's good to know. So, right, right. Because um, what was no, it? I, I totally agree. It's it's that's really though my only bad thing with it is I'm like those episodes, they're good, but I'm like they could have been better if they had like two more minutes or three more minutes of runtime. Not a lot, but enough to be like to really flesh out some of those scenes. Where they kind of just rush through. I wouldn't be surprised if the next season has longer episodes because they probably have more faith in the show now. It's less of a risk. Yeah. And yeah, the show is proof that this is what they should have done with the movies from the beginning. Like, you don't need Skywalker, you don't need Vader, you don't need all that shit. Just go tell stories of that universe and people will get excited about it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. if you look at the newer movies, like most Star Wars fans like Rogue One the best, and it has almost nothing to do with the Force or any of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, I thought Solo was the most consistent of the new movies, even though it wasn't perfect. But it and that had very little to do with the Jedi. And then again, uh, was there even a single lightsaber in Mandalorian? Nope. There's just the dark saber, dark saber. shows up, but yeah, there isn't. Yeah, there's no lightsabers in it anywhere. Oh, that reminds me of something that maybe we should bring up when we get into Rise of Skywalker. Because I was thinking about this. Like, how much one's knowledge or love of the EU affects how they feel about the new Star Wars movies. Because uh, yeah. I have no idea what a Darksaber is. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, that was... In Mandalorian, I was like, that's there for... Oh yeah, the hardcore fans. Yeah, like, hardcore uh, nerds. <laughs> other, yeah, other other people are just gonna be like, "Oh, that looks cool. Is that a lightsaber, or is that like some weird lightsaber?" Like, that's how I think probably somebody who doesn't know about that stuff would look at that scene. It doesn't really diminish it at all, I don't think. But, but I don't think so. But if you, if you think about it, it's like, oh, Gus Fring just had a horrible accident in his Tie Fighter. And he has to struggle to get out of it. You know, you see he's having to carve his way out of his crashed ship. As opposed to Rise of Skywalker, where how many times has Kylo Ren just escaped from a crashed ship and just <laughs> perfectly fine? Or a cliff that he got thrown over or whatever else happened. He, yeah, you he know, probably so. had like eight concussions that entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He'll be, yeah. In, he'll be in a sequel to that concussion movie. Well, I mean, you, you can you can see that in Mandalorian, like when there is like violence or destruction, 
it has an effect on the characters. You know, they they have to struggle with it. They don't just immediately teleport yeah. to the scene. Yeah. Well, yeah, like hell in the last episode, you know, like you could sit there and legitimately think like, oh, the Mandalorian might die here. And then the shock trooper might be the one that has to go off with baby Yoda, you know, and all that or whatever. Cause like he gets blasted and he's like bleeding out of his head and shit, you know? And so it's like, you know, you actually briefly thought they're like, oh, he might buy it. And then she has to take over, you know? Right. He's not invincible. Um, so yeah, it's like, yeah, I like the show quite a bit. I mean, like you said, there's a few episodes where they're maybe a little weaker, or whatever. I think the show is probably benefiting from the fact that we've had a lot of like, frankly, shitty Star Wars. Um, and so now here's like some like good Star Wars. So people are like jumping out of their skin over it. Uh, like, right. You yeah. know, because it's like, oh, here's something that's actually what I want. And so I'm going to go like maybe a little overboard in my liking of it, but. Well, it's certainly good. I would like to see more of this sort of thing. I mean, I think, sure. you know, it, it tells you that there is hope that maybe down the road, you know, maybe if they plan things ahead or something, some weird idea like that, that, you know. They wrote, like, an outline somewhere? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, all the right? Yeah. Because, you know, if someone, again, as someone who doesn't know anything about the EU, except for that it exists, um, oh, extended universe, not the European Union. <laughs> you know, for someone like me, it's like, are they ever going to make anything about anything other than like Death Stars and Super Star Destroyers and lightsabers? Is there no other story to tell in this universe? Yeah. But yeah. you look at Mandalorian, it's like, yeah, they, they could tell other stories. What I hope that they take from this is just make Ryan Johnson go away bury his whatever the hell stupid thing he was going to do and just hand Star Wars to Dave Filoni and John Favreau and let them kind of be the shepherds of it because they get it. Like, Filoni was kind of the mastermind of the Clone Wars show, which most people that are into Star Wars will generally say some of the best Star Wars stories are in that Clone Wars show. Like, it's an excellent show. That dude gets it, like with the lore and the sorts of stories that can be told. It's like people like him are the ones that should be guiding the ship for what they do with the movies, the shows, you know, everything. You can definitely, there definitely seems to be a lack of care. It's, it's more like, yeah, Star Wars is a cow to be milked for cash, but mm. it can be done with care, you know. And you know, you've seen that, you know, you see that throughout you know, entertainment where, you know, there'll be something that might seem like it's dead and old and it gets revived. And even mm. like with Star Wars, you know, like the 2009 Star Wars, it was kind of like that where they injected some fresh life into it. But I just think a lot of the times, like the way life is, it's like, yeah, they defib the patient and bring it back to life, but then they have no quality of life, you know, like, well, you're alive, yeah. but none of your limbs work. And that's kind of how the films feel. Yeah, yeah. They brought him They're back just... to life, but it's just a shambling Frankensteinian monster. Yeah, it's just like a box-checking exercise is what those movies feel like. You know, it's like, oh, yep, Luke, check, Leia, check, Han, check, okay, oh, Palpatine, check, you know, whatever. Oh, we got some Things that shit. destroy planets, check. Yep, check, uh. yep, you know, like, 
Yeah. It, it That's just what those movies feel like. Like, they have no soul. Well, like, you look at Mandalorian, and they have the, the Seven Samurai uh, episode with those villagers picking up yeah. squids. And it's like, okay, here's their village. Here's their life. Here's a threat to it. It's been established. Now we resolve that versus we're going to blow up the universe. You know, there's yes. nothing Again. personal about that. Yeah, and you even see where, like, where, like for the characters, you know, like that life is kind of compelling to them too. Like there's, you know, you can see how it's kind of appealing to the Mandalorian to be like, yeah, staying here on this planet with these people wouldn't be such a bad thing, you know, because he's grown to like their life, whatever, and can see the benefits of it. And oh, and that on a personal really level. Too. But, but yeah, the, yeah. on top of that, the fact that he chose to betray Werner Herzog and steal back Baby Yoda, that choice now haunts him, and it prevents him from being able to have that life. So his yep. prior choices affect what he can do down the road, and he has to deal with that choice. And and it's not just washed away. It's like there there is a consequence. You know, you yep. have to fight Gus Fring. You have to, you know, take down a, a TIE fighter. Like, yeah. And yeah, that, yeah. that was a big thing. I was tweeting about this earlier, like, in like the force awakens how like finn should have been the main character because he was the one actually making choices like mm. i'm going to defect the first order i'm going to look for the thing poe was looking for like he was actually or i'm going to go back to the super star destroyer and face you know phasma my my nemesis in order yeah, I'm to gonna help go someone. back and yeah and deactivate the freaking tracking thing whatever you know whatever MacGuffin there was in that movie but Right. Or, uh, even yeah. in Last Jedi, he's like, I'm going to go to a casino planet for some reason. And yeah. it's it's a dumb side plot, but he actually is making those choices and having to deal with the ramifications of it. Well, yeah, and he makes that choice, like, well, then when, like, Rose finds him on the ship, you know, like, he's making the choice to, like, go away because he doesn't want his friend Ray to come back to, like, a Doom-type scenario because he looks at them on the ship as being doomed. You know, so he's making the, you know, unpopular choice to bail on people because he cares about saving his friend. Right, and I think you they know, could have so. they could have paid that choice off a lot better than they did. Or, well, I think he still should have died in that movie. If he's not going to be the main yes. character, then let him die, and then then you can actually establish Rose as a character and like give her an arc based off yep. of Finn. But they chose not to do that. Yeah, because he could have had this great like hero's death. You know, to yep save his friends and nope but uh... <laughs> yeah and i think that's why people don't like rose tico is because that was so stupid not only was it physically impossible for her to do it was also stupid so it's like it's and then the, there's no way they would have possibly made it back to the base without being shot so it's like yes. trip, it's like triple stupid yeah it was just so forced or so... they could have let him die heroically delayed the laser and given them a chance to escape. And then in the next movie, it could be like for Finn. Mm hmm. Yeah. They didn't give him, give him anything to do in this last movie either. So no, they, he had a, he had to do a ground assault on a spaceship, but hey, they, yes, they, they weren't, <laughs> they weren't in space though. They weren't in space, which means they could breathe because they're still in atmosphere. Still, it was the, stupidest thing I've ever seen in Star Wars. Well, then if you think about it, earlier in that movie, they have that scene where the Millennium Falcon is skip jumping light speed or something like yeah. that. Remember that? And it's like, how is this even possible? But then if that's possible, why can't all those ships just bug off the planet? Well, because 
then the movie would be over. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and, and now yeah. Tie Fighters. Now Tie Fighters have hyperdrives now. Yeah. Who even knows? Well, but X Wings have hyperdrives, right? Yep, yeah, but, but that was a TIE thing. Had them. Yeah, that was the thing. Like with Tie Fighters, remember in A New Hope, you know, like the it's Tie Fighters out fighter. there. Yeah, and they're like, "Well, what's he doing all the way out here?" And blah blah blah, you know. And so, although of course that was, you know, whatever twenty some years in the past or thirty years in the past compared to these new movies, so you know, things I think could if have it, changed. If but... an X-wing can do light speed, I would think a Tie Fighter should be able to. Even though, yeah, you're right. They, at least in that movie, they say that it can't. Um, any yeah. any final thoughts before we get into unpacking Rise of Skywalker that had nothing to do with Skywalkers? Um, I did love the fact that Werner Herzog is, like, in Star Wars. <laughs> yes! Like, like, that was just amazing <laughs> that, like, he's, like, part of Star Wars now. So, and uh, I loved the story, too, that came out about him where, like, when they were making the show, apparently they were planning to do, like, Baby Yoda or the child, as he's really called. Like, they were going to do it digitally, and he was basically like, no, fuck that. You have to do a puppet and all that. Like, he's the one that you know, convince them that they should do a puppet for well, it. <laughs> what, what, what I read was they had, because he was a puppet most of the time. Yes. But yeah. they, they took the puppet out of the floating egg and they were going to get a blank shot of the egg just in case. Yeah. And he was like, you are cowards. Yep, that's right. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what Werner Herzog would do. So, Have you ever seen the video of Werner Herzog talking about the stupidity of chickens? No. You should Google it. that video. It's, yeah, that's good. But anyway, so at the end when Gus Fring showed up, <laughs> I, could, I couldn't help thinking about chickens again. <laughs> well, no, there's the movie where Ver, Werner Herzog directed it many eons ago. It's got, I think, like Klaus Kinski in it, but it's the one where they actually like took a fucking ship, like a boat over a mountain or some crap yes. or through the jungle. Yes, and, and they actually did it. Yeah, they actually did it, and apparently there's, like, a documentary of that movie, and it just sounds, like, amazing, because Herzog is just some just batshit film director. It's just amazing, so... Well, then, but then he's also an actor, and he's always great to watch on screen. Yeah, like, in Jack Reacher, he was awesome in that, as the kind of main villain guy. Oh, yeah, where he wants the guy to cut off his fingers, and he's like, did I have a knife in prison? <laughs> <laughs> yeah very memorable yeah so uh so that was cool to have him in there and then like the the, the probably the greatest thing you could say about the mandalorian is that for a few wonderful weeks there before rise of skywalker came along like baby yoda unified star wars fandom for the first time in god knows how long like everybody <laughs> loves baby yoda whether you hate these new movies or love them like doesn't matter people love baby yoda so that was pretty cool yeah because baby he... yoda was super cute yep and well and there was awesome <laughs> going back to the thing about stillness like the episode where he like you know delivers baby yoda via uber eats to Werner Herzog. <laughs> and then he goes back to his ship and then he notices like the little ball is off of that lever. Yeah. And, and he has to act, do so much acting without his face. Everything is like either through voice or physical. Mm -hmm. And you know exactly what he's thinking. He doesn't have to sit there and say, we got to get the dagger to this planet and find the wayfinder and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's just 
told wordlessly. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of great stuff like that. And yeah. If that's you watch... too with... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, that's the thing, too, with that show, too. You know, like, that was always the argument in the past about making, like, a Halo movie is, you know, you don't get to see the hero's face. But it's like, well, The Mandalorian kind of proves that's not necessary. Aren't they making, so, uh, like, a Halo Netflix show or something? I think so. So maybe that'll finally happen. Well, but you but, do see The Mandalorian's face, though. Spoiler warning. Finally, in, like, the final episode, but... Oh, and I did love that the uh, IG-11 came, because, like, the first episode when he got blown up, I was kind of like, damn, it would have been cool if it was kind of like this buddy bounty hunter show with him and the Mandalorian. But then, yeah, he shows up in the later episodes, and then in the last one, when he's, like, protecting Baby Yoda, and he's just going around and, like, blowing away, like, just shitloads of stormtroopers and stuff. Like, that sequence is just freaking awesome. (laughs) And that's a, a very good example of setup and payoff because in the second to last episode, they had that whole sequence where Nick Nolte was talking about finding the robot and fixing it and how robots aren't good or evil. They're just tools. And they had yeah. all and that. that was... And it was, it showed like the growth of Mando as well because he doesn't like droids. Well, and they show oh. why because, you know, the droids kill his whole town. Yeah. But, yeah. but it's he... like they set up the robot and then they totally paid it off. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, not just that, though. It's like at, in the last episode, the only one that gets to see his face besides the viewers is also IG-11. Yep. And so he ends up trusting IG-11 to... Well, are you, you know, talking about... Life. Are you talking about character arcs, Parker? What, what is that? <laughs> in Star Wars. <laughs> what? Oh, and then at the end where the robot's going to sacrifice himself, he's like, I'm not sad. He's like, yes, you are. Yes. Yeah. That yeah. was awesome. I also liked, I know it's kind of a small detail, but when they see the boat in the lava and you see what looks like an R2-D2 robot covered with ash. And then he stands up. Yeah, and you're like, oh, yeah. you think you think it's a, that, but it's actually a different kind of robot. I just thought that was kind of cool where it's like, because, again, you see something and then it turns out to be something different. So it actually makes you think. It's like, oh, that's interesting. There's other kinds of robots that have that same shape. And that kind of stuff is cool. It's just small details. Yep. Oh, that... Are you talking about swole R2-D2? Is that what it's called? That's what the internet calls him, because he's like a buff arm, leg, R2-D2. Oh, okay. Leg day. Or like when they had those two stormtroopers talking when they have Baby Yoda in the sack. Oh, that was like, my. Yeah. I think that was my favorite part of the whole, like, if I could pick like five minutes, it would be that section. And again, it makes you feel like, oh, these are normal people in a universe, and you can actually feel like it feels like a real place. Yeah, especially when they were talking about how crazy, like, their upper management was. Yep. Like, <laughs> like did you, don't make this guy angry because he just killed, like, all the other stormtroopers. Oh, and, <laughs> and down yeah. earlier today. Yep. Well, and yeah, so because they're, because oh. they're, like, sitting there and, yeah, like, they say something like, oh, hey, we're, you know, on the outskirts of town, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, you might want to wait or whatever. Like, you know, the Moff, what's his face, is in town. And he just blew away, like, this guy for questioning something so they're just kind of like yeah okay we're just gonna like chill here for a bit (laughs) jones you had to been happy when that guy did a jar jar binks impression that was awesome yeah the one where they're like on that prison ship type thing or whatever it was yeah yeah they had the little jar jar like they said something about like oh are you a gungan under there and then he said something about like misa whatever and i'm like fuck yeah that would have been, odd. Well, you know, I still think Jar Jar should have showed up in the last Star Wars movie. Goddamn right. Uh, that would have been like, like 
like if you have someone show up with a helmet, like take off the helmet and it's Jar Jar, and he's like yep. old and like if Jar Jar showed up and like kicked a bunch of ass and his ears were burned off or something, like it looked like he went through hell. People, I still think people would have liked that because younger people actually like Jar Jar and he's nostalgia now. It's twenty years. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like we've, we've well, like we've talked about that in the past. How like we thought it would have been cool for him to just show up. Yeah, like be in some cantina and he's like this grizzled like bounty hunter now and he's like out trying to somehow make peace with himself because he, you know, blames himself for everything that went wrong, you know, with yep. his friends and the galaxy because, you know, he's the one that handed over power, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, there's, like, there's a fucking awesome, like, arc there that could be yeah. explored. Well, they could do it in The Mandalorian. <laughs> I mean, if you know, maybe they have the balls, like, how yeah. bring back Jar Jar, right? Yeah, because Jar Jar oh, did show up. It's just, like... At like it's just a black screen and it just says the gun gun and then he and then you hear the background <laughs> Misa back <laughs> and that's how they announce that show. Yeah. Oh god, it'd be awesome, and the internet would be like you know burned to cinders. But then after like one or two <laughs> one or two episodes, people would be like, "Holy shit!" Like Jar Jar's fucking awesome, you know? Like yeah, you could totally do it. Like I have no doubt. I mean, they did have Jar Jar show up in the Clone Wars show in a number of episodes, so who knows? Just make him talk a little tougher. Yeah, you know, like, now he'd be a bit more grizzled. You know, yep. he's seen some shit over the last, like, 40 years or whatever, you know? Like, and one of his ears has to be burned off. Oh, yeah, he's got to have holes in one, and then one's, like, burned off or something, and, yeah. yeah. He's got to have, Maybe like, one of his stubble. eyes has got... You could have like an eye patch on one of his eyes. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, and then there maybe be an eye cover. Maybe like one sock. of his his legs. Yeah. His, maybe one of his legs is missing, but he he holds a gun inside of it like RoboCop. Yeah. <laughs> be freaking awesome. All yeah, right. He needs then. to show up in Mandalorian season two. All right, make it happen, Lucasfilm. Yeah. That's the only thing. Only reason Jones will sign up for Disney Plus or sign back up. Or yeah, you want my subscription dollars? I will sign up for a lifetime subscription of <laughs> Disney Plus if did they see, do that. <laughs> did you see when they were they were doing a deal where you could sign up for three years of Disney Plus for a cheaper rate? That's quite the really? commitment. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, that's how they get people because they know a lot of people are going to cancel doing the month to month. Right. You know, so. Yeah, I'm probably going to cancel because what's the point, you know? Yeah, I mean it's pretty it'll be cheap, there and... but it's not gonna be cheap forever. Yeah, it'll be there in the fall when Mando Two comes out. So nice. Well, uh, shall we move on to the <laughs> main main course? Yeah, the main event. <laughs> yeah, uh... the roast beast. Okay, so Jones, you're <laughs> you're you're a big Star Wars fan, and you didn't like Last Jedi, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Now, do you feel that the Rise of Skywalker spent a lot of time retconning it or not? Um, I don't know if it was specifically retconning, but I mean, there was a fair amount of time, I think, spent like kind of putting spins on things that would be viewed more favorably by, um, you know, the fan base. They didn't necessarily just outright dismiss things, but... You know, like the thing with like, oh, Ray's parents are no one. You know, well, they obviously went a different direction with that, with her being a Palpatine, and um, yeah. you know, Ro 
and Rose just got completely sidelined. Um, that was the most surprising thing. She, I think they changed. Well, it happened to Jar Jar in the prequels as well. It's like Jar Jar. I mean, it happened in this trilogy with Phasma. I mean, Phasma, you know, was in the first movie, and you're kind of like, oh, this is the cool, you know, cool-looking bad guy. She's like the Boba Fett, you know, of this trilogy or whatever, you know, and then she's in, like, one scene in the next movie, gone. Yeah, I'm really surprised um, that she died in uh, the Jedi movie. Yeah. And so, uh, but then, yeah, there was various other things you know just the fact that they bring palpatine back was felt reeked of desperation even though i love palpatine but it's like there's been zero shit in this new trilogy <laughs> you know alluding I, to him being around i didn't even think he was that enjoyable in this movie he, no he wasn't uh, i liked him i didn't think he deserved to be there the thing is kinda, it kind of you know, Anakin's sacrifice in Episode Six is kind of like meaningless now. Um, yeah. Yes. But yeah. I was fine with him, like his lines and stuff. I was completely fine with him being there. Oh, I think you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna do something as stupid as bring back Palpatine, then just go for it. I mean, crank it up to twelve on the cheese yeah. factor. <laughs> I thought they the... did. So no, I mean, if you... oh, not even close to like. I mean, to like Revenge to... of the Sith. <laughs> yeah, like like try to quote Palpatine from Rise of Skywalker. Then think about prequel quotes for Palpatine. Yep. Oh, sure. You know, like, because that's what I, my big hope for this movie is like, okay, hopefully we get some, like, new, just scenery-chewing Palpatine quotes. And the closest they came, but even the delivery was weak, is at some point he said something like, I am all the Sith, or whatever, you know, like, <sighs> yeah, yeah. but it but, still, it just wasn't enough. It was just, yeah. But that, but that, if you think about it, that... <clears throat> Because, of course, they were trying to make it like, I am the Senate. Yep. <laughs> Saying that made sense in Revenge of the Sith. Yes. <laughs> because that's what that's what he was trying to do. He was trying to become an emperor. Well, or he was an emperor. And it was based off history. Like, oh, I'm Caesar. You know, I've taken over. And, you know, this, this body is meaningless. I yep. am the power. That had, you know, it had, it had political context. But I am all the Sith. And then I am all the Jedi, right? That's what she said. Yes, back. yeah. Oh, was that just... was so stupid. Well, then, like the way she kills him, like he, it's just like that wasn't even really a fight. Like it's just like, oh, here I've got the two lightsabers, and I am all the Jedi. Okay, you're boom dead. Okay. So I guess cool. Mace, Mace Windu, if he would have had two lightsabers, things would have turned out differently. Yep. Or if <laughs> Anakin just didn't show up, like he would have just ended him right there. And... I need him. <laughs> it's like oh do you but, uh, i didn't like his line where he like he like what is it because he like because he doesn't okay the four seal shit we'll have to get there but like when he discovers the four seal because he doesn't know about it because like he i guess he does it by accident or something and then his like fingers go back and he's like oh the two <laughs> will become one ah and like sucks their life for it. i thought that was really funny <laughs> if you're gonna, I, I didn't think it was supposed to be funny, but I thought it was funny. I think I think it could have been. They should have made it dumber. It's like one of those things. Like if you're gonna make it dumb, make it really dumb. Yep. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Like the thing I'll say with this movie is like it. I don't know. It was just a fucking mess. But it, I wasn't like actively hating it like I did the Last Jedi. Like. I would agree with that, yeah. Like, 
it's probably like not as good of a movie like in terms of like cinematically or whatever as last jedi but oh no like, i i would agree with that as well yeah but i was like yeah. entertained more by it and i didn't like loathe it even though it's not very good but see the, the last jedi for you was what star trek into darkness was for me Ah, only now at the end do you understand <laughs> <laughs> i mean like just start or great stuff was like, oh, I'm afraid it will be operational by the time your friends yeah. arrive. Because there was none of that. He was just like, I will take your power, and I am all the Sith, and I have a fleet that I buried underwater or under dirt. What was up with that? Well, it was like, that's the thing, too. It's like, okay, who built all that shit? Now, all of a sudden, every ship has, like... And who's manning all these goddamn things? That's a great question. And then every single one of them has, like, a freaking Death Star cannon on it, apparently, mm -hmm. now. Why? And, but but they can be like, but they can be foiled by the fact that, for some reason, they decided to just have one navigational beacon that they See, all use. That's how you got cut costs. <laughs> I'm just like... But then, the thing, too, about that scene, and maybe I missed something, but I doubt I did, is, like, you know, the... I love how... You know, the good guys, they get to Exegol or whatever the hell this shithole is called. Yeah. And they get there, and right away they know, like, oh, all these ships that we had no clue about before, they have this one navigational beacon thing we got to take out because they can't tell up from down or whatever without it. But yet, all of the resistance ships don't have this problem. Like, and they yeah. know all of this stuff somehow about these ships that that's how they navigate. It's, it's just it's just bad writing. It's like okay, we can't have, <laughs> we can't have another Death Star. All right, what do we have? We have a thousand Star Destroyers with lasers on them. Okay, well how do we how do we how do we deal with that? Well, there is no way to deal with that. Okay, let's create a problem that they need an antenna in order to leave a planet. Yep, I mean that's a hundred percent what it is. And, that, and that's the thing they didn't even need to have like the planet killing thing like just the fact that they had a thousand star destroyers is enough to be like holy fuck we got it but and, but the thing yeah. was they, <laughs> that's enough though they, they don't had, need to have planet killing capabilities they, they had one to. of those one of those ships blew up a planet remember so there's at least one of those ships still flying around in space somewhere remember yeah, somewhere yeah and all, and remember at the end when every planet just just arbitrarily decided to destroy the uh, ships in orbit. You remember that? And the Ewoks yep. are cheering. It's like, how the hell did that happen? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the thing, too, is it's like, like, you know, Lando goes off, and then he just magically comes back with, like, the entire fucking galaxy with him or whatever. I mean, Lando's awesome and everything. Right. But it's like, at the end of the how previous many... movie, they had sent out this request for help and didn't hear shit back. But then... It's like, where the fuck did Lando go? And how yeah, did how he many make... How did he have to wax to get all those people yeah. to show up? And, then and... How did he, and how did he communicate that out and get all these stars aligned and get all these people to this place that nobody's been able to get to before? And something else that it does, which is the same thing that Game of Thrones did in its last season, is that time and space is now meaningless. Yes, yeah. Remember in Star Wars, where it used, it used to take time to go someplace, right? Like you'd be in hyperspace for a while. But, like, I don't know if you noticed, but this whole movie, for some reason, there's, a like, a 16-hour ticking clock. Yeah. Like, yeah. In, in 16 hours, all of Palpatine's ships launch. I don't know how they know this. I guess yeah. the spy or something. 
And, oh, you're oh, right. Oh, God, that's actually, that thing. That's how they would know. Right, but they're flying all... They're going to all these different planets on their stupid fetch quest, and then all these ships show up at the end at the same time, all within 16 hours. Yep. That was I one of my... Like, I did like the spy subplot of it being Hux, because Hux didn't like uh, uh, Kylo, but then Hux just gets fucking, like, waxed, like, immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like... Much. I mean, that would have been... I liked the idea of that, but it needed to be it had needed to cook a little more. I thought it was just like, oh, here, there's a spy on the ship. Oh, look, it's Hux. Oh, boom, he's dead. Like you're right, you're right. Probably like wait a couple more scenes. Yeah, I could have breathed like, a little like, more. Yeah, yeah, just like get used a little more. Having a spy on a ship is something they should have done in the Last Jedi. Yes, yeah. and, and and yeah, and then carry it out for a few more scenes. And I think they wanted to like they're they're trying to like because Hux was supposed to be a bad guy but he was like a mel brooks nazi you can't take him seriously yeah and so i think they're like oh we have to give him something to do or we have to explain why he's ineffective so they make him the spy which makes sense for his character but then yeah then they they go absolutely nowhere with it yeah i think like what you were saying with the travel thing and time like that was i like revenge of the sith quite a bit but that's a complaint i have with that movie is at the very end of it you know it's like Mustafar is like way out, like outer rim, way the fuck out there. But it's like, you know, Obi-Wan and Anakin are out there fighting. You know, Padme flies out there. They all fly out there, whatever. Then Obi-Wan defeats... Great place to go on vacation. Yeah. Then Obi-Wan defeats Anakin and leaves. But then Palpatine gets there. Then somehow he, you know, basically teleports back to Coruscant and then has his fight with Yoda. Like, the end of that movie's got some of the same travel and timing issues. Palpatine fights with Yoda and then goes to Mustafar. But yeah, it's still way too fast. Or yeah, that's right. It does happen to that. But yeah, it's just like there's too much. Yeah, it happens way too quickly. Because at least the way it's cut in the movie, and I guess you could make the argument that time-wise, maybe it didn't happen at the same time. But the way right. it appears in the movie is that those fights are happening simultaneously. You know, in in previous movies like Attack of the Clones, it's like, or uh, Phantom Menace, is like, oh, here's the nearest. You know, the nearest place is Tatooine, or uh, you know, we cannot send a signal all the way back to Coruscant, but we'll bounce it off of Obi Wan. Like, so they actually yep. took time and space into account. In the prequels, but then yeah, you're right. At the in Revenge of the Sith, it was compressed. Yeah, but yeah, this new one, like, it was interesting because yeah, like the Rose character. I know there's all this controversy around that or whatever, but like, like her character wasn't really great. Like, I didn't really like her or one way or the other in Last Jedi. But even I noticed like how much they sidelined her in the new movie. Like, I mean, it was she should have she should have had more to do. I mean, yeah. You know, she had nothing to do. Yeah, she's just like, oh, I'm gonna hang back and like look at some schematics and shit. You guys have fun on your adventure. <laughs> you but on, on yeah. top of that, on top of that, they have they introduce a new character that yes. that one woman f- to be Finn's new buddy. So they discard a character they set up with Finn, and then they take the time to establish a new one, which is like throwing salt in the wound. Yeah, yes. yeah. So, so it was kind of like. Yeah, I mean, it was just kind of jarring, like, yeah, how little she was in it. I mean, it's like, whatever, you know, her character wasn't anything special, but, you know, it was just kind of weird that it's like, okay, this character was at least established, and then they just throw her away, you know, like... Right. So, Th- and then would... they, oh, yeah, they right. made the new character with Finn, and then they also made the new character for Poe, 
which it's like, oh, here's Carrie Russell, even though she's hidden behind a helmet and shit, you know, for like a couple of scenes. Well, JJ's got to give all his old buddies work along with Dominic Monaghan. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, Dominic Monaghan had as much screen time as uh, as uh, Kelly Marie Tran or whatever. So. And Carrie Fisher was freaking dead, and she had more screen time than Luke. Yeah, to me that was a thing that hurt this movie too, was the fact that they had to just recycle ancient footage of Leia. And although if you go back and listen to our podcast way back when they, before Force Awakens, like we talked about that, it's like, you know, that's kind of a iffy bet, you know, having anchoring this new trilogy off all these older actors and everything. It's like, what if they all don't live? And then one of, one of them didn't, even though she was the youngest. She was the youngest, but she lived the hardest. Yep. <laughs> I mean, obviously Carrie Fisher's cool, but, you know, you can't deny that happened. Yep. And uh, But yeah, so this movie, like, the scenes with Leia felt really out of place. You and know, then she, like, like, lays down to talk to Kylo Ren or something, and then she dies? Yeah, to, like, convince him or something. I, th- I, I think so she was doing more something like what... At least to me, it felt like she was doing kind of what Luke did, where she's like force projecting herself, or even like turning into Solo well, there at the end. Or maybe they're trying to say, "Well, you can force Skype, but it will kill you unless you're Ray and Kylo." Yeah. Oh, I'm that shit sure. bugged the hell out of me too. Where they can like teleport like physical objects between each other. How the hell did he not know she was in his bedroom? Yeah, on I that just... starship. Well, because because yeah. you because well, so how that scene set up is like Ray sees Ben in that room, but Ben only sees Ray outside on the ground. Yeah, but you think. You know, I don't, it, well, that's not how the Force works. I don't know. Uh, who knows how the Force works? I had no problem with that that setup. I thought that was a cool, interesting... The, the Force power that I hate is the Force heal thing. The thing that See, bugged me... That I didn't mind. Yeah. I was going to say one more thing about Kylo's bedroom. Like, some of the set decoration in the background was just PVC pipes with elbows on them. And it really <laughs> stood out to me. <laughs> that's, all right. Uh, I mean... I mean, to me, like, that thing with the, you know, like, where, what is it, they cut the bag and then all the red shit falls out in that white room, like, stuff like that, I'm like, that's just to look cool, is why that exists, you know, like. (laughs) Oh, like in The Last Jedi with the red salt? Yes, yeah, at the end, it's like, oh, look, it's not snow, everybody, you know, don't worry, it's not off. But it's there to look cool. Yeah, but it's, uh. But, like, yeah, I don't know, the shit with them being able to just, like, toss lightsabers between each other, like, through, I mean, what are they, creating portals between each other or some shit? Like, it's just, like, are there just no rules in this universe anymore? Like, it... I mean, honestly, considering, like, all the stuff Abrams made up in Star Trek Into Darkness, I think he showed constraint with how few new rules were in Rise of Skywalker or Powers. (laughs) I mean, some of the stuff he definitely steered into the skid of The Last Jedi, I would say. You know, like with the Force projection stuff, he was just like, well, okay, I guess this shit's like canon now, so I'm just going to use it. Yeah, you know, like, that's what I, I felt like So with that. One one big issue I had with it, um, it's like a, it's, 
it's it's kind of a long movie and it's like really frantic and overstuffed. However, most of it, the plot is is just pointless filler. It's mm-hmm. like, and I know I've said this about Rogue One, but Rogue One is a much better film. All all the heroes need to know is what planet to go to. Where is Exegol? Yeah, that's their only goal. And so they're like, okay, well, how do we make a movie about this? So they can't just know where to go, even though Kylo knows where to go. So it's like, oh, there's a there's a wayfinder or a pathfinder or something. Yeah, Sith wayfinder. Yeah, and it's in the wreckage of the Death Star, which was not affected by the ocean after thirty years. <laughs> did you did you notice that Jones? Like, if you think yeah. about it scientifically, first of all, and they, they had like they had leading surfaces, right? So his if his throne room is on out, on the outside of the ship, that would be the first thing to be burned up in the atmosphere for one thing. Yep. Then it would land in the ocean, and then even if you mapped it out, it was like. What the dagger had the shape of the wreckage in it, and then a thing that came out that showed where the Pathfinder was. Yes. Yeah. Why the fuck would that even be a thing? Who built that? Who built that that dagger? But that's that's <laughs> the thing. It's like they're they're just creating like, oh, you need to get the dagger, and then the dagger shows you where. It's like an Uncharted game, right? Yes. It's it's just busy work to make a plot. So even though there was a ton of scenes, they were mostly pointless. And yes, yeah. I mean, if you look at like a ship in the ocean, like the ocean destroys man-made objects. Like nothing would line up after a year or two in that Death Star wreckage on the ocean. And then how was she even in the right spot, right? Like if it yeah. was like, oh, if you, go, if you go through like a narrow canyon and then you get to the edge and there's like a sheer cliff face and then you hold it up, like you have a very limited perspective. Like an Indiana Jones? Yes, then it would work. And they could have easily made that part of the plot, but they didn't because stupid. Yeah, it's just... Uh... Or that whole dumb thing where it's like, I can read the runes on the dagger, but I'm not allowed to say them out loud. Remember with 3PO? Yeah, yeah. See, I was fine with that. I actually really liked that. No, that was just so they could go to another planet and meet Carrie Russell. There, That was an arbitrary plot blocking de- or cock blocking device. There's an excuse to go to another planet and we establish Carrie Russell and... You know, I saw so many goddamn ads where 3PO was like, I'm going to miss my friends. And then, nope, gets his memory back. Okay, yeah, that's that leads into my point is one of the biggest problems with this movie is the lack of consequences in the movie. Like, the big one is is uh, Chewbacca, where his ship gets blown up. Oh. And, and then, like, seriously, the next scene, he is alive. It's like, you could have waited at least 10 minutes before telling us that he's alive. There was no weight to that, you know? It was... Yeah. Yeah, to me, that scene... I mean, it was smart that they didn't kill him, because, like, at that part, I'm like, if they killed Chewbacca, just fuck this movie completely. And I'm like, I'm out of here. Because it's like... I was fully on board with Chewbacca being dead. I'm like, oh, they actually did something. It's going to have consequences for Ray's character. And, like, nope, nope. The thing is, as an audience, you know that character would not get such a uh, throwaway death. Well, in the in this shit show of a trilogy, I wouldn't bank on it. So that's. <laughs> oh, but but going back going back to like you know the reaction to it. If you think about it, they do the same thing in Raiders of the Lost Ark. You know he thinks that Marion gets blown up, right? Yeah. And what does he do? He immediately gets drunk. There's actually yep. a consequence to it, and then you do find out she's alive. But it's of course that's a much better film. Because to me, I when at that scene, I'm like, if they fucking killed Chewbacca, like just fuck all of this. Because I mean, the thing is, this. I mean, if you look at it, I mean, I know I've harped on this before, but I mean, really, this trilogy has deconstructed 
Star Wars as we knew it and loved it. I mean, it's like actively gone about killing it off over these movies, you know, like kill Han, kill Luke, have Luke sit there and say, fuck the Jedi. Like everything's about just destroying the past. Um, and so I was like, if they do it with Chewbacca too, it's just like, screw you all. And so, and it would have been kind of like killing the dog in the movie, which you don't do unless it's the first John Wick um, and get away with it. So, well, I thought I thought Han Solo's death was fairly well earned in Force Awakens. It I made, think so too. It made sense, and because his character was like, "I'm going to go talk to my son, even though it's probably going to have a horrible consequence." Yeah, I mean, it kind of made sense, but it's just like, did it really need to happen? I mean, like the story they chose to tell, like, you know, why did all these characters have to? Because I mean, I just look at it like if you look at it in the span of where things were left when Jedi left off it's like okay han and leia are together luke's the brother you know everybody's pretty happy you know palpatine's dead vader's redeemed things are good now we fast forward to this future that we were fine not knowing about and now it's like oh okay yeah han and leia were happy for a little bit they had a kid oh then they split up kid went fucking crazy luke decided to go and be a hermit because he failed like his nephew and blah 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 and all this shit han doesn't even have his ship anymore you know it's just like it just like burned down everything at the end of jedi now here's where i ask (laughs) i i know in the eu like luke gets married and has a kid right yeah with mara jade yeah he has yep well, there's actually a Ben Solo in the uh, books as well. Yeah, because Disney canceled the EU, but then picked whatever pieces out of it they wanted. Like Thrawn. <laughs> rebadged it. Well, I guess yeah. my, my, my question is, um, had there not been an EU and shown you a better fate for these characters, would you have been up, as upset with this? Well, I mean, like I said from the beginning, before these movies, you, you, you saw any of them, it's like, they shouldn't even fucking make this shit. Like, just leave it alone. <laughs> you know, well, like, go off and tell Old Republic or whatever. Tell new shit. Like, don't bring back all these old characters. Like, leave them be. Well, because all all you can do is piss people off. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, well, I don't, I don't know. You might find this a bit offensive, but I think Star Wars is kind of like a religion, you know? And if you go in and, like, kind of piss on the past... People aren't going to like that. You know, you can't say Jesus was a drunk. Yeah. You know, it's maybe he was, but don't, you know, don't be surprised when there's a backlash. Like for me, I never, you know, I know the EU existed, but I never read it. And I'll, I'll never, I'll never read the Thrawn books, Parker. I don't care. Oh God. The Thrawn trilogy is so good. But, but anyway, like Luke as a grumpy old uh, disgruntled man, for me, that was perfectly fine. Right. No, I'll put it this way is I was, big into the EU and stuff and but the thing about the EU they basically Lucas let pretty much anyone do anything with it. Yeah, he didn't consider it to be canon. Like he could go in and just squash something if he felt like it. Like he just yeah, he kind of let people do stuff, but he never said like, "Oh, that stuff's canon." Like people okay. assumed it was. So um and I don't think like grumpy me, Luke is fine for me. To me, I don't really think about the EU when I think about these new movies. Like, okay. mm-hmm. um, to me, it's just like leave well enough. Like, I look at it like Return of the Jedi came out in 1983. We've lived with that being the end for these characters for over 30 fucking years. 
leave it alone. You know, like, if it had happened three years before, and then they started telling these stories, okay, you could accept that better. But it's like, that shit's, like, been, like, sealed in freaking concrete whatever Carbonite. for decades. And then they you know? dug it up and remodeled. Yeah, like... I think that's the main problem is well, it's then, just like it's been too much time had passed. And I, I look at these new movies and, you know, all the, you know, the apparently $10 trillion Disney spent on advertising. I mean, there's an <laughs> insane amount of ads for this movie. And then they're like the Skywalker saga comes to an end. Rise of Skywalker. These movies have nothing to do with Skywalker. Like that. It's, yeah. That's it ended. Like it was the rise of Vader, the fall of Vader and the rise of Luke. Yeah. And, it's done, and these new movies, they don't add anything to it. Like, why is it called the Rise? Well, it's called Rise of Skywalker because they have to have the word Skywalker in there to get people excited, I guess. Yep. Well, and it's like, you know, at the end, Ray is like, oh, who I was doesn't matter. It's like who I aspire to be, whatever. So she, you know, takes the Skywalker name at the end and all that, you know. And I, I mean, I think, well, I think this movie was like reshot like three times as well. That's probably part, part of the problem, but. I mean, I was kind of wondering, like, maybe Skywalker will be, like, a euthanism for Jedi. Like, you know, you're a Skywalker. Like, you're a mm, Jedi. Like, yeah. maybe that's what it meant, but apparently yeah. not. So, in modern canon with Thrawn, Skywalker does mean stuff. Okay. For the Chiss, which is Thrawn's species. Yeah. Right, but the movie should explain that. Yes. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of that shit, too. Like... I knew this movie was in trouble right from the opening crawl. Palpatine's back, baby. The dead speak. <laughs> well, it says, well, it says basically Palpatine's back, but then it talks about like how this broadcast went out across the galaxy. I'm like, why don't you fucking show that? Like, show the characters, you know, kind of off. It's like, oh, here's where our characters are and stuff's going on. Then this fucking broadcast goes out. See, and, and you're had... like, holy shit! Like, this is nuts. You know, if they like... had any planning. At all, okay. In the Last Jedi, when Snoke, yeah, it would have been right at the end. When Snoke dies, okay, Snoke is like, eh, like his, like it'd be awesome if Snoke's voice morphed into Palpatine's voice. That would like freak people out if that happened. I remember that. Remember that they had the jar of Snokes in this movie. Yeah, the jar. Of yeah, Snokes. it reminded me of <laughs> Alien, the one where they clone Ripley, and there's all the like bad copies of Ripley, and it's like, kill me. Yeah. <laughs> Or, uh, or you greedy printed Snokes. Yeah, or if they would have had a plan, which they obviously didn't with these three movies, um, you know, they would have had that broadcast go out right at the end of Last Jedi, like it leaves you with that cliffhanger, like yeah. holy shit, Palpatine's still out there, you know, and it just boop fade to black, you know, like I think you know, the thing is, you know, there was a lot of conversation about the you know the response to the Last Jedi. And, you know, like, the, the the critics were, like, defending it, and a lot of the fans didn't like it. But Disney themselves didn't really say that much, you know? Mm -hmm. And then you look at this movie, and clearly Disney was like, oh, crap, we got to get the fans back. And I think that's oh, why they... Yeah. Well, it's, it's, not a, it's not a good movie, so yeah. I can understand why the critics might not like it, but I think the fact that it kind of sort of nullified Last Jedi, or at least it took the stand of the fans, I think that pissed off a lot of the critics. Although... It also isn't a very good movie, and I think, um, I think with the box office, like so, like, well, critics, you know, they don't, you know, they don't make they don't make the money. It's the people who no. see the movie. So, but I think you know some of the Star Wars fans like it, but then I think 
people like me are like, well, this is pretty awful or it's, it's yeah. I mean, I didn't hate it, but it's like so stupid. Right. So yep. like they might get some fans back, but I think they're going to lose other fans and it's, it's not even going to make as much as the last Jedi. I'm sure. So, I mean, I get, maybe, but maybe it could have been worse. Who knows? Well, it was a hundred percent a reaction to last Jedi. Like there's no doubt about that. Like there's a lot of fan service in the movie, you know, whether it was well executed or not is, you know, certainly up for debate, but yeah. yeah, there's plenty of stuff in there. Yeah, like the big one I think I can think of is the very beginning. We're like, okay, Ray's got a train, and she's got to not complete her training. Yeah, yep. So, she ha- so she's like Luke now. Well, yeah, like, they, they showed. had to make that a thing. <laughs> well, yeah, they showed. It's like, oh, wait, look, guys. Look, guys. She was training with Leia. And look, Leia had been training to be a Jedi, too. You know, like, with yeah, Luke. they had to do that shit. Yep, yep. you know, and... And then they're, you know, having Lando back and stuff, you know, is obviously, a, you know, catering to people. And, uh, you know, like for me, you know, I was like, yeah, whatever with this. But my favorite stuff in this movie, like probably my favorite stuff was like the 3PO stuff. That was my favorite part of the whole movie. <laughs> Aside from like, yeah, the stupid thing where it's like I can't speak Sith language, whatever, you know. But, but I mean, it could be in his programming, whatever. I can buy that still. But I mean... He had a lot of, like, good moments, and, like, 3PO is certainly not a favorite character of mine, but I'm like, this was, like, his strongest movie, and then... He stole the show for I would agree, back. yep, it was, it was, like, pure 3PO gold. Yeah, and uh, I liked, you know, that Chewbacca got at least, you know, a bit more screen time and some stuff to do, and then... He got a medal at the end! That was so stupid. There's a fan service. That was a fan service thing. Like, because it's like, why the fuck is Maz Kanata of all people handing him a goddamn medal? It's like, it's because, but it's like off to the side, like, yeah, anyone's like, you know what, Chewbacca, you, you deserve this. Maybe, maybe Maz Kanata. Yeah. Maybe Maz Kanata got Chewie's medal along with when she got Luke's lightsaber since they never explained (laughs) that, you know, so she's just like. That she was got a story like, for another time. Yeah, it was like, maybe there was like some, you know, Luke moved at some point. Like maybe him and Chewie were roommates and like this box that had his lightsaber and like <laughs> and, and Chewie's metal were like in it. And no, so... but she had the lightsaber that he dropped in Bespin. Yes. Yeah. Which, you know, no explanation for that. Yeah. See, I, I, I like to think of a backstory. Like she's living on the planet, right? And there's yeah. like all this, they... They're scavengers, and they like, oh, we can take the junk from Cloud City and, like, you know, sell it or recycle it or whatever. And then she finds the lightsaber, right, yep. along with the metal. And yeah, <laughs> or, like, or, like it, or like it hits her on the head or something. You know? Yeah, it comes down the trash chute. I would, I yeah. would have loved it at the end if, when Ray went back to the Lars homestead, if there would have still been two charred corpses <laughs> at the bottom. Oh, yeah, right there. Yeah, it's like nobody's been back here. <laughs> 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 the, the curb appeal is not very good. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. And then the other, probably the third thing that you know, I, for what it was, I was like, okay, this is actually good. Is that they actually brought the new characters back and had them go on an adventure together? Maybe the adventure wasn't amazing, but it's like they actually pulled like Ray, Poe, and Finn together and had mm-hmm. them go and do some shit together. And they actually had good chemistry. Like, you know, there were, it's like... Yeah. They should have done a hell of a lot more of this in the three movies because well, they bantered off each other well and stuff. Or they should have done that in the second movie. Mm-hmm. 
But yes. I mean, the second movie didn't really feel like Empire, but it aped a lot of the stuff for like, oh, they're going to split up into their own missions and we're going to see them, you know, side by side. But I think one of the big issues with Last Jedi is the characters do not end up in any different place than where they start. Yeah, the movie yep. doesn't move the story at all. No, it doesn't. And I think that's one of the, the issues with it. It's, that's why it's unsatisfying. Or, well, or what... it takes it backwards, because then like, okay, well, we killed off Luke, even though Mark Hamill's alive, but we kept Leia alive, even though Carrie Fisher's yep. dead. <laughs> even though in that same movie, Carrie Fisher dies, but lives for no reason, and yes. then Luke dies for no reason. And they knew that Carrie Fisher was dead, because that, that happened a year before Last Jedi came out. Like, they could have... They could have, in the year of post-production, yes. But, but if you think about it, what else was happening during that year of post-production? Right, they were reshooting all of Han Solo, so maybe True. they're like, we yeah. don't, we, you know, this movie is, is good enough. We don't have time to fix it, or we can't justify two reshoots at the same time. Yeah, so that could have been an ulterior motive or reason for that. Because I think that was one of the things that really hindered Rise of Skywalker is that, in a way, it was a third act that didn't have a second act to build off of. So it had to try to do second act and third act in the third act. And that's why it's just so yeah. dense with just shit happening all over the place. And, uh, you know, there isn't an opportunity to let things breathe or explain much of anything. Like, like what was it? I was reading shit about this movie where, well, like the emperor's broadcast that they talk about in the crawl, which should have been in the movie somewhere that actually apparently happened like in an in-game event in Fortnite. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, what the fuck? And then, like, the planet at the beginning that Kylo Ren's, like, fighting through to find that Wayfinder, that's actually Mustafar. Yeah, and I the read re that. And, and the reason he's there is because that's where, you know, Vader had built his temple thing that we saw in Rogue One. So it's like, oh, okay, that would make sense that one of these, like, Wayfinder things would be there. But they're, I mean, if you're not going to, like, explain that's Mustafar... Just have a fucking thing pop up on the screen that say it says Mustafar, you know, like <laughs> to give, you know, to just frame it a little bit. Why did uh, I don't I can't even my brain hurts even trying to figure out this movie. But so <laughs> Darth Vader had it, but he wasn't even in his castle, though. It was like in this in this box in the middle of a forest. You know, it was like something from like the Witcher. Like, well, oh, is... there, here's this GPS thing to planet Exegol, which apparently in Return of the Jedi, uh, the Emperor had a GPS device in his back room that yep. led to a planet where he was going to build an army of ships in the future if he died. Yep, just in case. That was his like nuclear fallout shelter, was Exegol. <laughs> like, where where yeah. he hid, he built a bunch of ships underwater, apparently, to conceal them on a planet no one knew how to get to. And had, like... Tens of thousands of followers there with shipbuilding capabilities. <laughs> so I would I would love to move to Los Angeles and become a car dealership salesperson, right? Then I would wait for J.J. Abrams to come and buy a car, and I would sell him the car. Then I would drive the car into a river underwater and then drive it out and be like, well, this is fine, right? You know, you can put machines underwater. It has no effect, right? Even though they're not, they're not submarines, right? Because he yeah. did that in Star Trek Into Darkness. The ship comes yeah. out of the water. It's a yep. spaceship, not a submarine. Futurama that, did it. But Futurama, <laughs> even though it was dumb, they explained the science of why it was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> because the, the Planet Express ship is going underwater. And uh, uh, what Leela says, 
Professor, how many atmospheres of, of how many atmospheres of pressure can this ship take? Well, it's a spaceship, so anywhere between zero and one. It's like <laughs> yes. So they at least acknowledge it was stupid, but Okay. And now in Star Wars, like, oh, we've got ships underwater. That's stupid. Is it ice? That's even stupider. It's, it's just because, oh, it looks cool to see them rise. But why would they need to do that? Oh. They, just, they should just have them parked on the surface. Well, it's in the, un unknown, it's in the fucking unknown regions that nobody knows how to get to. So, yeah, just put the shit, like, right out there front and center. Like, nobody's... <laughs> Nobody's cruising in, you know, it's not yeah. like a vacation hotspot or anything. I know this is a bit so. of a segue to the prequel thing, but I, as I said, I rewatched Attack of the Clones a few weeks ago, and it, it does have, like, Obi-Wan kind of goes on, on a fetch quest in that movie, Detective Obi-Wan. Yeah, that stuff's awesome. That's some of my favorite stuff oh, in Star to, Wars uh... is Camino. But the thing is, Camino, when he's on yeah. that fetch quest, he's learning things that pertain to the main plot. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, yep. oh, we didn't just pull an army out of our ass. Someone placed an order 10 years ago, which would be around the same time that uh, Palpatine became uh, chancellor, right? Yep. So this has been in motion for a decade now. And like, oh, here's where the hidden army is. Oh, here's where the other, the the federal, the Federation forces are <clears> building an army. Like his mm -hmm. fetch quest actually explained the plot. So as he yes. was he was unraveling it and actually explained the plot versus oh we need we need this dagger to find this other dagger to find this other thing the uncharted plot you know yeah well I, well I like too like how in Attack of the Clones like that starts small you know like there's this assassination attempt and he's just got like this little dart and then he goes to like that Dex mm -hmm. dude in the diner and then he gives him like the little breadcrumb of like oh well you know there's these cloners on Camino or whatever and that stuff build you know, stuff and, like that. Yeah, and so yep. like so it starts small and then it yeah, like Ben says, it eventually exposes like here's the overarching plot that essentially is the thrust of this trilogy, like that lays out the groundwork of where it's all going and exposes it. You know? Also so, I thought it was I thought it was cool in that movie where Obi Wan's ship had that ring thing that he has to dock oh, into yeah. to do hyperspace. I thought that was yep. a good idea. Yeah, yeah, that was cool and Oh, Attack yeah, of the like... Clones was way better than Rise of Skywalker. Oh, no yes. doubt. Yeah. There's, there's, the love stuff is kind of dumb, but again, it actually it fits the character. It's done for a reason, even if it's done clumsily. Because it sets yes. up a, a, the character's motivations, and the things that happen in the movie are because of the character's choices, whether right or wrong. Yes, yeah, there's consequences to it yeah. again. You know, like... So, uh... Yeah, yeah, it's so. Yeah, the interesting thing is, you know, now that we've got this new trilogy that you know everybody was all bonkers about when it was starting out, but it's you know been a mixed bag at best, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, I'm curious, yeah, if time now will treat the prequels more favorably, like since a lot of people have been dismissive of them, but now maybe they'll be looked at a little more favorably given this new trilogy isn't exactly a home run either. Well, we could, yeah, we could definitely segue into that as our final section. Cause Parker, you have to leave at six 30, right? Six yes. it goes or something, but oh, okay. Six. We got a little time. Uh, oh, six 30 is fine. Oh, okay, okay. So we got a little time. Yeah. Well, I think basically just the prequels, I mean, they're directed okay, but the thing is, the the character direction is really bad. Like, J.J. Abrams is excellent at directing actors. Mm -hmm. I wish he would direct a script he hasn't written. 
Yeah, he needs to be like his hero, Spielberg. Like, Spielberg's written, what, two movies in yep. his entire career? And the, but the thing is, both of those <laughs> movies are really good as well. Yes, but he picked his moments, you know, like, but normally he he knows I'm a director and he lets somebody else write it. It's like, that's what Abrams needs to do. Yes, yes, because, like, so Lucas was really bad at, like, Lucas in, like, The Phantom Menace, he had all these amazing actors and he somehow was able to sap all of the juice out of them. Like, yeah. They were, like, they were lifeless, right? Um, but then the only two people that really got it, like uh, Ewan McGregor and Palpatine, uh, uh, yeah, Ian McDermott, Ian McDermott. Palpatine, <laughs> they were they were like they kind of got it, you know, like they yeah. they were able to without good direction, they understood what they needed to do, and they were able to elevate themselves. I don't want to say elevate themselves above the material, but they knew what to do without guidance, where everyone else was acting like wooden statues. Yeah, I mean, you watch you and McGregor in those movies, and you can totally buy that's like a young Alec Guinness like, mm-hmm. running around. You know, it's like it's this is the same character. You know, definitely. And why, hello there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then, like, um, like I think it was also Disney Plus. I was watching like the highlights of like uh, Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. and like just like the opening sequence with that with the ship and the attack and like the ships crashing. Like it's like a whole big sequence, and yeah, there's dumb dialogue in it, and also amazing dialogue. Like, do it. Which yeah. I noticed they managed to get the Emperor to say in this new movie. Yes, but it was like here's a whole sequence. It's part of the story, and it it's pretty cool, and it all makes sense. Yeah, the opening sequence of Sith is, like, really cool. Like, it's got that awesome thing where the camera is just panning over the ships, and it's got kind of the music going, like, dun-dun, dun-dun. And then the camera pans over that ship and tips down, and you see there's this massive battle. And mm-hmm. it's happening, like, over Coruscant and everything. And then, and then, yeah, it starts out with, like, a ship battle, and then they actually, like, go in and land on a ship, and then it... You know, they make their way through, they're trying to save Palpatine, and yeah, then they have the fight with Dooku, and it, yeah, it's just really and well then they done, have to and fight it moves the narrative. People. <clears throat> yep. And then the ship crashes. Yeah. yeah, it's it's really, yeah, it's, yeah, I was really impressed with the beginning of that movie. It's, yeah, it's there's some clunky dialogue, but then you have, like, the fun shit with, like, R2, where it's like, oh, R2 can fly around and shit, set shit on fire now, that's cool. Yep. You know? <clears throat> So, yeah, and apparently R two can fly. That's what the Attack of the Clones. Yeah, told he us. did that there. Yep. And One then thing he can I... set shit on fire in Sith, and <laughs> it's like All right, I know that this is this is kind of a, a small point. One thing I noticed in Attack of the Clones, even though a lot of the effects work doesn't really hold up, like the animation <clears throat> of it is really good. Mm. Like mm-hmm. like when they when they meet Watto and he's got like a hat yes. and stubble, and like they first walk up to him and wobble like he like he like, Watto he like glances at Anakin like up and down. And it's like it's just really naturalistic. Yeah, because that's when he's like Annie, little Annie. Yeah. Blah, blah. He's like, it is you. Or like when they're fighting those creatures in the arena, right? Mm. And what is it? It's something like like I, I can't remember. Like they have the chains, and it's like, but Padme jumps around the column, and the chain goes like around something, and the creature's weight pulls against it, and then the chain breaks. Like everything physically makes sense. Yeah, there's except, a lot of except for the part where he scrapes her back, and all of a sudden she has a Britney Spears outfit on. Yes, <laughs> not that I'm complaining, but um... it's ab day. Yeah, yeah. Like I was reading something recently, and it pointed out a lot of good stuff with the prequels, like how there's a lot of like kind of foreshadowing and like just like the way some scenes were constructed. 
and things like they were talking about like that particular scene like if you look at how the characters are organized like when they're all tied to those posts it's like Padme's on one side Anakin's in the middle and then Obi-Wan's on the other side and that is kind of symbolic of Anakin's struggle you know between like the Jedi order and then like his love for Padme like he's caught in the middle of it um we're here to rescue you master (laughs) good job yeah (laughs) but it's just like there's stuff like that that's there you know it's kind of like subtext things to kind of tie into those larger story arcs and i think i think lucas was kind of going you know if you watch like the documentaries a lot of times he didn't know what the hell he was doing with those prequels but he had an overarching story he knew where it had to end and and in the three prequels it's like he sets up Palpatine, Palpatine creates a crisis to become chancellor. And then there's another crisis, which he uses to become emperor. Like, or the part where he's like, but without Amidala here, who could suggest such a thing in the Senate? So he just wanted to get Amidala away. So yeah, because she would, wouldn't have voted for the military creation act. So there was a reason to do that. Like he, there was, he needed to kid didn't, you know, he wanted, it wasn't Newt Gungray that wanted her dead. It was Palpatine for political yes. reasons. And yep. then once she was sidelined, so, like, he sets her up to fall so he can create the army, and he also uses the love to corrupt Anakin. Mm-hmm. And then in the third movie, it's all paid off. So there is an arc between all three movies, and, yeah, yeah and, and was, it's good. There was a plan, yes. So, <laughs> And that that was my whole thing with The Force Awakens. Again, like, you think, oh, look, it's it's Caesar or something, right? It makes sense. Like, you know, uh, Palpatine has crossed the Rubicon, whereas in Force Awakens, it's like, where did these people come from? Like, who are they taxing to build these ships? Like, where is this army coming from? And then they, like, triple down on it with Rise of Skywalker, where Palpatine, I guess, yeah. three prints a thousand ships on a planet from his wheelchair. Maybe he's got, like, a, yeah, he's got a gigantic 3D printer or something, and he's just, like, yeah. pumping out ships. <laughs> That's <laughs> what he's a... been doing for the last, like, 20-some years, you know? There's, like, a missing oh. scene of him, like, he's like, oh, I've got to load the filament extruder. Oh, it's stuck. Uh. He's like, get Kylo Ren to bring me more material. I've he's sitting there. And... He's sitting there with a needle trying to poke the nozzle, and yeah, like robot chickens get. What, what about that? <laughs> what about that dumb shot where the Knights of Ren were like standing on a rock, and the camera was swooping around them like Michael Bay? It's yeah. like, look, oh, yeah. it's the Knights of Ren, they and now do, they don't do anything. <laughs> they don't do anything the entire movie. Well, that was another one of those things where, yeah, like that got set up in Force Awakens, you know, with like the flashbacks to you know luke's academy and it's like oh here's these nice events so you're like oh that could be interesting then ryan johnson does zero with it in last jedi so then you're sitting there watching this movie and then abrams is like well i've got to like pay that shit off because that's something the fans wanted to see more of or or maybe he did have a plan but he didn't make act two yeah like maybe so maybe one of the knights could have like snuck on to lay a ship and there could have had something or like another knight could have gone to like casino planet. Like you could have distributed the knights to the different story arcs. So they could act as like mini, mini bosses or mini villains. Yeah. I was about to say like a mini boss, like at the end of each little arc in that movie. Yeah. Like Jones, I would say, yeah, as a movie, even though I think it does a lot of things wrong, I think as a movie, last Jedi is a better movie. Yes. But All of the problems with Rise of Skywalker are a result of Last Jedi choosing not to do much with the story. Yeah, I would agree. It's well, it's you know, like I say, it's basically like Rise of Skywalker is the third act that didn't have a second act to precede it. So then it has to somehow 
deal with that. <laughs> and it doesn't do it very well, but... Um, yeah, and, like, the stuff with Kylo Ren, it's like, you know, well... Obviously, he had to die. Like, he's basically the Vader of this series. You know, like, he... The only way he could be redeemed at all is to die to try to, like, save everybody because, like, he'd done all, so many horrible things. Like, he couldn't just be like, oh, I'm good now. And yeah, everybody's like, no hey, how's it well, going? You well, know? He, he did do that. <laughs> but he died, at least, you know, like... But, whereas... but you're right. It's like, him having to die, is it's like an external force on the story. Like, he... You know what I'm saying? Like... Yeah. It's like, he could have lived, and then everyone could have Raylo... But the yeah the story says well he has to die because he's done too much bad stuff. Yeah, because because yeah. even then it's like what is it Palpatine? He sucks both of their life force, but it doesn't kill them. And then he grows his fingers back, and he throws Kylo <laughs> down a pit, and then he then he shoots lightning into the sky. I'm like what was yes! up with that? Yeah, that <laughs> was pretty rad though. But the thing is, if you're gonna do that. If there's a, a single time for him to say unlimited power. Yes. Yeah, right there? Yes. yes. Well, the thing is, like, why the fuck does he need all those ships if he could just, like, cast lightning out that, you know, like, into the fucking galaxy? Intelligent lightning that only affects enemy ships. Yes. Like, it's <laughs> like, and, couldn't and he just... It didn't do anything, though. It, like, then... it, like, the ships were falling for, like, had to be, like, five minutes in that movie. Mm-hmm. And none of them, d- like, hit the ground. Uh, see also uh, Star Trek Into Darkness, where the Enterprise falls into Earth's atmosphere for like 10 minutes, and yeah. <clears throat> it crashed, at least. <laughs> no, it didn't. Remember, it, it comes up above the clouds. It's Khan's ship that oh, crashed. Oh, wait, that's right. Khan's super ship that he slams down into it. Yep, that's um, right. But how did, how did Ray die exactly? He sucked her life power or something? Yeah, all the life power. Yes. But then Kylo kisses her and gives her his life power yes yes and i don't did you guys notice this i did <laughs> but when kylo but then kylo dies because it, it's almost like he dies for no reason just like leia or Luke, lost the will to live but then yeah. i don't know if you notice this i think it, it really points to the movie being super rushed she looks down and you see kylo laying there and he starts to fade away then it cuts back to ray reacting to it then it cuts back to him and he completely fades away it, it seemed like a mistake in the editing Mm. It was really weird. Yeah, it's. It was definitely a movie. Why did he sure. fade away? Because I, I he was good now, so he's like. You but know, Vader Jedi. never faded away. Or did Va- he? Uh, Qui Gon didn't fade away. Oh, that's oh, right. Qui Gon burned like oak. That's right. Well, oh, wait, but that's yeah. because because then later on in Revenge of the Sith they patch it by uh, Yoda saying. Qui-Gon has learned how to fade away and become a ghost. Remember? Yep. That's right, yeah. <laughs> he patched the plot. Uh, I just uh... hope I just hope they go into, a, like, yeah, Old Republic, go like a thousand years in the past, completely new story, and if, if well, I think they, they were, <clears throat> they, I was reading, they are saying that they don't want to do trilogies anymore. They're, they're going to they're gonna get away from that. Yeah, just make, like, independent movies, and then if one of them, like, warrant, you know, kind of like they've done with the Marvel stuff, you know, they made a Captain mm-hmm. America movie, and then well, they later on, up. they're like, oh, well, here, we'll make another Captain America movie, because we have a story to tell that makes sense for that, you mm-hmm. know, like... But they, they pitched that at the end of Episode Nine with Lando, and that, like, girl, and he's really creepy towards... Yeah, see, that was the thing, like, 
there's all these people that are like, oh, is he like macking on her or something? Like, I don't know. When I saw that in the movie, I totally read that as like, oh, they're trying to set her up as his daughter. Like, she's his long lost daughter. Yeah, it because was totally how I read that scene. Well, well I saw it? it as like, oh, he actually wants to go on an adventure, but I'm like, back in my mind is like, Lando's a scumbag and like sleeps with a lot of people and things. And yeah, he's totally like. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't read the scene. I mean, I could see how somebody could do that. I just, for me personally, I didn't read it that way. I'm like, oh, they're going to go off on an adventure to find out about her past, and then it's going to turn out, oh, Lando's your dad. Like, that's because everybody's fucking related to everybody in Star Wars. So. Well, yeah, because it, it was implied, or they say she was taken from her family, just like Finn. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And the age lines up. You know, like, oh, it was, you know, whatever, 20-some years ago, and so that would have been, you know, at the end of Return of the Jedi, Lando's a smooth dude. You know, he's probably, like, a fucking Why, rock star. There. Well, he's, like, a rock star at that point, right? You know, he helped, like, bring down the Empire. Like, he's oh, yeah. going to be going around, you know, getting women left and right even more than he normally did, so. Did Palpatine have a kid before or after he got melted? <laughs> I question. would hope before. Because I, I was looking this up because I was thinking about this. So, the, 34 years passes between Ray being born and Palpatine getting his face melted. So, and then it says it's Palpatine's son. They say that. So yes. It's, I, yeah, it makes it makes sense it would be before, right? Because, yeah, no, no problem. Yeah, I mean, who's going to swipe right on that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he'd, yeah. Think of his dating profile. Like he'd have like you know, like unlimited power would be on there somewhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> but then, but then they go on a date and it's like, wow, your photo is really old. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he used one from when he was like Senator Palpatine. You know, but think about like, it. Like he 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 could be like JFK, right? Like he's rich. He's the king of the Senate. Yeah, uh, he's apparently not married. Oh, he's going to be having sex. Yep. Yep. You'd be yeah, banging gets... the Marilyn Monroe of that universe. Yeah, maybe what happened is, like, you know, he had set up, like, this, you know, he'd been on his dating site, he had this date lined up, but then Mace Windu comes in and melts his face between, <laughs> but he's like, well, I've already got this date, I'll still go, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then he goes, and then out of, like, pity or something, like, she sleeps with him. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe she's blind. Oh, there you go. <laughs> she's like, oh, you you sound a lot older than I would have thought. Because he's like, bleh, 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 you know. <laughs> Let me take, Let me I've, take never, I've never dined here before. Oh, like, but aren't there people that say he always looked like that? And his uh, normal face was a, a, a projection or something? Or like Sith powers made him look young? I hadn't heard that one, but I'm sure there's somebody that, that has that theory. Wouldn't surprise me, but yeah, that might have happened. Because yeah, it's <laughs> like because he would have had to have had a son because yes. it was his son or whatever, and then the son is the father of Ray. So, so what did you say? Palpatine's face melts 34 it's, it's years. It's 34 years, and it before, makes sense before she's born. Yes. So okay. Yeah, easily. that would fit then. Oh yeah. yeah. Pal Palpatine, Palpatine's got to take take some Viagra, and he's like, "Ah, oh, now I have unlimited power." No, you know what he says? <laughs> rise, rise. <laughs> That's the rise of Skywalker that they were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my. 
Couldn't he just uh, use like force pull and make it bigger? Oh lord. Well, no. Well, no. He'd have to. Uh, well, maybe the midichlorians in his blood. Oh, no, I don't think we want to go down this road. No. He's storing the balls, by the way. That's where the midichlorians are. Yeah, they're in your balls. No, they're that in your blood, sense. but that's connected to your balls. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say one other thing. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> regarding the prequels, so, um, yeah, I, I think they will be. Because, um, you know, like the famous Red Letter Media reviews, they did kind of turn people against the prequels. And they bring up a lot of good points. However, I don't think they're without merit. I think they they did a lot of things, in hindsight, did a lot of things pretty pretty good. Yeah, it's like, I mean, it's like I've always been a defender of them, of course. But, I mean, like, yeah, there's some of the dialogue is certainly clunky. I mean, there's stuff in the original trilogy that isn't gold either. Um, you know, but it's like, yeah, right. the prequels definitely have more of that. And yeah, some of the performances aren't great, but the stuff I really like about them is, you know, like the world building that goes on, you do have like great stuff, like, you know, the detective storyline with Obi-Wan, you get to just see a lot of the stuff that we'd only really heard about before, you know, like, oh, here's how the Clone Wars came to be, you know, like. Here's how all that stuff manifested, and then, you know, we get this show that really delves into it, but, mm-hmm. you know, you see a lot of that. You see, you know, we'd always heard that, oh, Anakin and Obi-Wan fought each other. It's like, well, we got to see that, and um, yeah, and it was and, really interesting and well done, and, you know, so. And they had, and there was new imagery in it. There were actually new things, like, oh, look at this ship. It looks like, it looks like it's all silver and shiny, or... Here's this rolling attack tank with giant wheels, and yeah. here's the Federation ships. They kind of look like big balls, and there was none of that in the new. The new trilogy was all like oh, it's a Death Star, it's a Star Destroyer, it's a Tie Fighter, like all the same things you've seen before. But what about the bombers that don't make any sense? Oh God, yeah, those two. But yeah, I mean that was the thing. Like in uh, <laughs> like in the prequels too. Yeah, it was cool because I mean Lucas talked about that how like in the original trilogy it's like space you know like old space or whatever you know it's like right not everything's new but it's like you know when we see the prequels that's when times are good in a lot of the galaxy and so yeah like there's newer things but you know like it's you like see... the 1920s of car design versus the 80s yeah yeah and you see like the you know the ships that the republic has and stuff it's like okay you can see how the they could be the forebears of star destroyers, you know, yep. like there's similar similarities, but they're still different to an extent as well. Like they're not just mm-hmm. a carbon copy. And, and it all, again, it all made sense. Like the, the empire is just the Republic. It has just yes. changed politically. So all of their military force or their economic force or all those things is just from the, the Republic, it just changed, you know? Yeah, it's just an evolution of it, yep, so... Right, it's like, you know, like, if, if Donald Trump decided that we are now an empire, maybe he already has, we would still have all of our ships and naval carriers and destroyers and everything, and that's where the power came from. Mm-hmm. But Force yeah. Awakens, it's like the Nazis who ran away to Brazil somehow created an army out of nothing. Yes. <laughs> you know, there's no, there's no... The thing is... You might say, oh, it's a movie, it's science fiction, although it's science fantasy. But the thing is, it still needs to make sense, right? It still takes place, you know, if we're going to get really pedantic here, it takes place in our universe, which means physics is a thing. How water affects metal is a thing. You know, you have to follow some rules and you have to follow rules of like, yeah, conservation of energy or where, where do materials come from? How do you build all these ships? 
it needs to make sense. And when things don't make sense, that just drives me nuts because they can make sense. Well, and it sticks out like a sore thumb when you're watching them. Like, that's the stuff that takes you out of a movie, like, constantly. Because you're like, well, wait a minute. Where did all these ships come from? Where did all these people come from? You know, like, there's nothing to explain. Not that you need everything explained, but it's like, like you say, it has to make some sort of sense. Like, yeah, you have when, to be able to see, like, oh, yeah, here's how we got here. You know, like, when like, they had a whole, the whole, all the Star Destroyers pop out, I'm, I was okay with that. But then they, when they said, oh, they also can all just destroy planets. I yeah. just actually, I, I went to the draft house and I never talk. I just actually said, come the fuck on. It, I don't and the person this. next to me agreed with me. Wait, and where do the where do the crews come from? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. And okay, I know we need to wrap this up, but did the first order also fly to that planet and crew the ships? Like, why was the first order destroyed just because that fleet was that fleet even destroyed? Oh no, yeah, they shot the guns or something, and that caused the ships to blow up. I don't even know. Some shit. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> the prequels make a hell of a lot more sense than any of this stuff does. Yep. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> yep. There is some book stuff that kind of explains how the First Order has money. Basically, like, a lot of the core planets actually like the Empire, so they fund them. That, okay, that okay, but, that's good. Yes, yeah, but I don't... That should be in the movie. Yes, it's... <laughs> it's a... Go ahead. Well, I mean, that's just the thing, like, I mean, yeah, like, the EU stuff in the past, like, yeah, it wasn't canon, per se, but it's, like, you could look at it as canon as you wanted, but, like, those just went off and kind of, like, enhanced things off of the movies or told different stories, you know, like, you didn't, they weren't required, you know, like Ben says, he's like, I'm unfamiliar with the EU, but he could enjoy the old movies just fine, but, like, there's key shit like that. Yep. Where you almost have to have read the books or the comic books or whatever the hell to make yeah, sense of to shit that's something. going on in these new movies. And it's like, that's a big problem. I mean, that's part of Disney being like, oh, we want to like monetize all these things and, you know, get people to buy all this shit. So it all hooks, to, you know, how do we, how can we make that happen? Um, but it's at a disservice to the movie's storytelling. Because I shouldn't have to go off and read, like, a trilogy of books or something to Correct. understand, like, oh, here's how the First Order came about and how they are able to fund things and whatever. Because you know, deep down, the people writing the movies don't give a crap. They're just like, the First Order is, is here because we have to have this iconography. You know, we have to have stormtroopers for some reason. We have to have this. And then, you know, some author has to be like, Oh, I have to write a book to explain this all. All right, so uh, closing thoughts. New trilogy is not very good. Um, this movie was a mess, but more enjoyable somehow than Last Jedi. But at that said, I saw it once in the theater. I don't foresee me seeing it again in the theater. Like, I have zero interest in going again. <laughs> so, yeah, I might watch it again on Disney+, Plus, but I don't. Yeah. I don't want to. I just... I've heard it makes more sense or is less stupid if you watch it again, but I don't care. Yeah, I don't need to go to the theater to execute that experiment. And Parker? Force heal is worse than hyperspace ramming. Really? That's my closing closing comment. Force heal makes a a lot more sense. Like, I don't know, I... Because they had it in both Mandalorian and this, and I was like... But then it's like it kills, like, everything else that's happened. Like, why didn't, like, 
Padme get force healed then. Yeah, I don't know. Like, like I always kind of wondered, you know, like in, not to get off tangent too far, but like in A New Hope, when Luke gets attacked by the sand people and he's laying there, like, I always kind of wondered, it's like, man, is he like dead or critically, because like Obi-Wan comes up and puts his hand on his head and he like does something. And then Luke's okay after that. <gasps> You're you retconning. Know, so... So I always kind of thought, like, he did something to, like, heal him, save him, you know, whatever. There. I think he was just seeing if he's alive or not. He might have been, but I don't know. I just always kind of thought, like, maybe he did something there to save him. I don't know. But um, I don't know. Like, to me, that was one of those things, like, logically, I was like, this is something that makes sense that you could do that with the Force if you were, like, strong enough in the Force to be able to heal people. I mean, I can do it in Star Wars The Old Republic. I can be a healer and heal people, <laughs> and it's a force ability in that game, so why not? But, uh, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Well, there you have it. Our thoughts on Disney+, Plus, Mandalorian, and Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Let us know what you think in the comments below. Adios. Later. Bye.